Ladies and gentlemen, this is Andrew Luke Oldham with his, my, God, wait a minute, am I talking about myself in the third person? That's Donovan. But this is not Donovan. Hello, Tom. This is Andrew Luke Oldham. My pod chat, our sounds and vision. This show we did way pre-COVID, probably three years ago in New York at WeWork, and it was with a gentleman who, alas, has just passed. Mick Rock, the photographer. We're bringing it to you again because we think, Ice, what am I doing this weird business for? Because I'm nervous. I think we should. Simple as that. When Esther and I got to New York in 1977, we got married in London and I said, uh, where would you like to live? Because I'm certainly not staying here. Sorry, London. And I said, we'll just get on a plane, man. And when the lady calls time, we'll, we'll get off. Fortunately, there's only one flight. Didn't break the bank. Because the bank was frail in those days. Wasn't it, Alan? And uh, we got off in New York. And we hit New York at the time when Studio 54 was opening. There was the Mud Club. There was the uh, CBGBs. I mean, you know, I just had to get used to the fact of seeing new groups on heroin. <laughs> new York was, a, it was like, it was like being given the 60s again. You know, like we didn't get it right the first time. So here's another shot because New York is having its own particular 60s. The punk movement, then the upper punk high echelon movement, the Studio 54, the Andy Warhols, Bianca Jagger and the Reznikovs and Liza Minnelli. And Madden was now putting cigarettes in the side of her face. It's called freebasing. And New York was, whoa, you know. But it was kind of landing like an immigrant again. It was really wonderful. And then I saw this beacon of light. And that beacon of light was Mick Rock. From that moment, he lit up my life the way that he lit up your life if you either knew him or saw his work. So here from that time was my chat with the recently departed Mick Rock. It is a sound, very sound, and vision day, because we are here with a gentleman who came into my life when I'm not sure that I had one. (laughs) Um, So therefore, I will have to have it clarified as how exactly we met. But I'm really um, glad that we did, because it could be 25 or 35 years ago, but it's 25 or 35 minutes, as far as I'm concerned. It's more than that. We have to own up. We're not doing what's my line. Can we, have we, Can all of you out there already guess who this is? <laughs> Another old queen, right? <laughs> you know, it's not Ian McCallum. Um, but not that old. Your voices. Ah. No, it's treading the boards, dear. But anyway, and, you know, you meet people and um, there's either glue or <laughs> some substance there. And uh, definitely a substance, yeah. And this, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go there and we'll go to a lot of places with Mr. Mick Rock. Andrew, it's so fabulous to be here with you. And we'd have to do these fucking boring interviews. No, this will not be boring. Well, the last time that, that we we did one, no, the last time we met, I was at your premiere, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and now I, <laughs> I can tell you what I really thought of it. Yeah, you right? can, you know, now that Dave Stewart's not standing there. Oh, Dave. He's nice. I like David, though. Well, you would. <laughs> it was, 
He's from fucking Newcastle. Oh, really? Well, yeah. That explains a lot of things. Eric yeah. Burden, Brian Ferry, Sting. Yes. You know. And Dave Stewart. And Dave Stewart. Who's as talented as any of them? And maybe well, Sting, Stingway- Sting is the only one of the people I've mentioned because I don't, I don't really buy Brian Ferry you know, on the mantelpiece with the suit and everything like that. But Sting... Oh, he's a coal miner, Exactly. <laughs> or I remember when... Oh, uh, conservative and loves it. Does he? Still going, though. That oh, he is? He's good. And going... Sounding good. Oh, yeah. No, we only, we only bitch about greatness. Yes. Uh, yeah. David always loved Brian. But Brian... Because he, he yes, still in Bowie. Bowie for them. Yes, David Bowie. He, um, when he came into town, Brian would hide... Because he, David, would want to go to the studio, and Brian was scared he's, he was going to nick some of his ideas. Or Jerry Hall. But oh, you know, he'd already nicked. Oh no, Jack and Mick yeah, yes. grabbed a piece of that, didn't he? He likes him tall. Is that a bit tall? Anyway, well, like Hina. I live. Well, that's a wow. We're bouncing now, but anyway, no, but- David was he was a big admirer of Roxy Music and Ferry. I don't know that he was particularly close, but he certainly. But he sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it's easier, it's better not to get close to that that you really admire, otherwise it could deteriorate in front of you. I think he first he gave Roxy. I think the first high profile gig was at the Rainbow Theatre in London uh, when he did that sh- thing with Lindsay Kemp. That would have been in the summer autumn of seventy two. Just did you before- did you ever? Take pictures of Brian Ferry? Oh, I have some very nice pictures of Brian Ferry, yeah. Do, do, do I get the ones that you took confused with Terence Donovan? At least I'm alive. This is true. <laughs> but you were born in 1929. Well, that's true, too. But music are very important. But I mean, yeah. but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very I fully appreciate it. Oh, I think they have recently. Yeah. He went out on the road with a very good girl called LP. I shot her. Did you? She's fucking amazing. Isn't she just? She's, yes. su- she's been around for a little bit. I shot right. her. Well, they all have. But I mean. Yes. But no, know. she's. And she's got a great ukulele. The whistle. Yeah. She can whistle like crazy. Do you know, I don't think you and I have ever discussed new talent. No, even though I've dabbled in it I myself. Know you have. But no, but she's good, isn't she? she I she, loved her. She was on the road with him. I didn't know that. But, but that's probably about 18 very months good. ago. Very well, because they're both on BMG. Ah, yes, she's never got, she's a songwriter as well, so I think... She's very good. She didn't necessarily need to make money performing, but she's really good. Why, had she had hits with... I, from the distance, I did. Yeah, I mean, not that she would fall in love with me, because I'd say slay elsewhere. But nevertheless, we got on very well. Tegan and Sarah? I don't, I don't know about for the specific target. Elsewhere, you (laughs) felt like you were the only tart left out of the party, you know. (laughs) But Sting is the only one who got out of Newcastle in one piece. Right. I mean, when I say in one piece, he was untarnished. Seems to have come away untarnished. I don't know why I say that, but... Because of untarnished by Newcastle. Yeah. I had a girlfriend, a very... Probably my first reasonable-length girlfriend, and she went to Newcastle University. Came from or went there? No, no, she was was from Fulham, just off the Fulham Road. And she was getting lessons from, what's his name, the, the English pop art guy, whom Ferry also got lessons from. Who's that? What's his name? Richard, what's his name? The uh, king of the British pop art scene. He, he did that Jagger in the back of the limousine with that Robert Fraser. Oh, That's a, I don't, I, um, you, yeah. You know who I mean, though, yeah. No, I know. Richard Hamilton. 
That's oh, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but was he part of those magazines like Oz and... No, that's uh, a different one. Different one, okay. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. No, no, he, this is art, serious art guy, at least in the eyes of, uh, of the British. Well, because one of the greatest things out of Newcastle was Get Carter. Oh, I didn't know that. The original movie. Yes, I remember, with Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah. And John Osborne, the playwright, as the villain. Oh, I didn't think I ever registered that. It's too long ago I saw it. I'll tell you what I saw recently, which I'd never actually seen, was Room at the Top. Well, I'd had a finger operation, yeah. was stoned on painkillers, because I had one of those, uh, what do you call it? See, if you I'm sorry to interrupt, you, wow. Okay. But I had to cut it and ding and ding. I wouldn't like to ask you for anything from that hand. No, no, I don't think okay. so. No, it, looked, it was mutilated. It looked very Very mutilated. Robert Newton. <laughs> right, ah, saw him the other day in Blackbeard the Pirate on the telly. Right. Paddy actually got bored with it. I mean, I, uh, all that stuff. You know. But you saw, see, room, room, room at the top. Room for, for our viewers, room at the top. Lithuanian uh, Jew, like, yeah, right. Star, it was a formative, you know, the man who, to make sure he kept thin cheekbones, ordered the steaks and just sucked the blood out of them. <laughs> And left the meat on the t- on the plate. Americans should know the Manchurian candidate. Uh-huh. He was the Manchurian. Frank Sinatra was just his foil, right? Yes, yes, yes. You know, Lawrence Harvey. Yeah, and not only that. If I'm registering it right, one of your early inspirations, Gareth's father. What was it called? Um, the movie. Oh, Espresso Bunga. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, well, no, he no. definitely was because I mean, you know, Gareth's father was a street guy. Right, uh, um, which Gary clearly wasn't. Uh, I agreed, agreed. <laughs> He's a lovely guy, but... Uh, yeah, but, but, you know. Uh, but it's inevitable when you have, I suppose, parents who are still subliminally attempting to wipe the Jewishness out of you, in that that's what, in those generations, I mean, my mother's boyfriend, you know, manicured the Jewishness out of himself mm. because they wanted to pass. But Walt Mankiewicz was, uh, was a hustler. You know, Great I mean, name, too. I remember, I mean, you, I didn't know what he did when I was young. Kid for Two Farthings, Espresso Bongo, and then there was... Uh, but the name. The name was, was one. Yeah, we all know names. Yeah. I mean, you know the power of name. Yeah. By yeah. sticking the loog in, in between them again, which was legitimate. But it was... I mean, everybody you know, knew your name early on. Yeah, but it wasn't stuck in... That was no, stuck into annoying my mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm illegitimate, mum. You know, yeah. and I'll let one. you forget it. You know, I know, dear. But, I mean, that was one of the reasons. Oh, and, what, and when you seize upon what makes you different. So you saw that film. Even better, and I really recommend it. Didn't do as well, but it wouldn't. What? Was the follow-up in 1965. I saw that too. Now, that's more... Both the same night, man. Oh, I mean, it was oh, like a... a, a, a I, I was... A, I was a Lithuanian so I had been that stoned in a long... Oh, yeah, uh, right. no, I bet. Two nice painkillers and mm. Lawrence Harvey. Well, it was a three, that's three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I watched... Simon Signore. Oh, Jean Simmons was a bad man. Oh, no, that's right. She was the... She one. was in the second one. Yes, that's she right. was. She was very nice. The one he ran away from there, nice. back. And, yeah. and I love what's-his-name as, uh, as the father. Donald Wolford. Ah. Oh, he's incredible. That's yeah. a great role. Yeah. yeah. Life at the Top is actually more brutal, and it actually shows you where the 60s are actually going, whereas Room at the Top shows you where the 50s had been. Oof. Beautiful. I could never have said that. Well, you probably will. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I probably will. I'll tell you one of my favourite phrases that you donated to me. Probably I was whining about, you know, getting fucked over again. You know, and you looked me in the eye, you said, Mick, why do you keep bending over if you don't want to get fucked up the arse? 
And I never forgot that. I thought, oh, I should stop. I would have said, if you don't want to be stopped, I don't think I would have no, gone into that. You said fucked. Did I? Sorry, I remember it okay. clearly. Well, we got a little problem here because, <laughs> you know, once all of us come to New York, we're allowed to be Michael Caine. Michael, and look, he's still going too. I have to take our hats off to him, right? Well. Us, did you see that one when he was like the Nazi undercover a few years ago, French one? And he, no, was, he was on the run. Youth I liked. Every, I liked everything about youth except Harvey Cartel. Oh, was he doing his... Uh, oh, he, he, said they, he, he obviously needed instructions he wasn't getting, but... Uh, bad lieutenant. Was he in bad lieutenant mode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, you know, oh, I'm so pleased to be here, you know, and he doesn't do anything else, sort of like... Fin- we'll finish up our, our Lawrence Harvey episode. Mm-hmm. That film, I looked at it and I went, people were just... Start- okay, ambition is one thing, but people were just starting to be cruel. Uh-huh, ambitious and cruel. Yeah, because they were starting to fear what they had been given, and they were starting to fear... Lo- the oncoming hordes. Losing it. Yeah. Well, they did to people like you. You were like um, uh, one of the machinists of that, weren't you? Definitely. Machinists of what? Of, of what the changes that came along, quite dramatically in the 60s. Yeah. And you were right well, what, I'm, what I'm always amazed about is that how... And fucking calling you dog genius. Well, that upset a lot of people for starters, didn't it? Well, he's dog genius. Well, <laughs> but I mean, you... And they didn't know the, the reference of the hat and the shirt and the shades because they didn't know what Phil Spector looked like. I don't think it was that, dear. I think it was basic hiding. Ah. Oh, you were really quite shy, age. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But you're four years younger than me, right? Mm-hmm. What I find amazing is that it's you... not much now. No. It might, might have been later. I'm not, hey, you know. Five days. You can change it. You can make it more or less if you like. What the point is that I was... The settling set, set, I would say, too. Uh, yeah, but you started very... You, your house no, was started know, really the, young. At really. Age 11. What do you know about that? <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. You know, from your first gig, you're hustling, man. You know, my first gig was sweeping up hair at uh, Richet's of uh, Finchley Road in Swiss Cottage. Until um, road. right by the Swiss Cottage uh, tube station, and I had a, a, a good job sweeping up hair. I couldn't stand the smell of the dyes, you know. And then um, uh, I used to have to go over the road to get the cappuccinos and the biscuits. <laughs> the biscuits, yes. right? Okay. <laughs> I was called up the other day for you saying the word biscuits. They're cookies. No, they're not. They're biscuits. Right? Know, but after a while in America, it wears you down. Biscuits, but they think biscuits is some other thing. It's not. It's not crumpet. I don't know if that means that. I'm not sure about that. Quite a bit, as in the British sense of yeah, the word. It is exactly. Yeah. No, any of it. But, and, and I, so I had this job, and I, Colin, the assistant manager, hated me. Because this happened, you know, I know it's happened with you. You know, you walk in and you go, uh oh, right? Oh, yeah. Right? But yeah. What is, what is so Mr. Richie? brash. Yeah, what is yeah. Mr. Richie doing hiring this punt? So I'm only fucking 11, man. You know, what do you want? Yeah, but right? it was you at 11. Yes, yeah. yeah, true. But so I get the cappuccino and the biscuits, and I, Come in with them, and I put them down on. I had to walk down to the basement, and because the, the where they put the dye on and that, and I put it on a chair. And this woman, very big client, came over and sat on. <laughs> I was already capable of a sentence such as "you stupid bitch," <laughs> right? And that was the job finished. Right, right? Would, probably would be the stupid bitch. Sorry, Andy, I've got to. You know, I have. I have to let you go. So I said, I sent one of my friends in for the same job the next week, and dear Mister Richet said. You're a friend of Andy's, aren't you? <laughs> you know, because in those days, you still wished well 
you know, you say, well, if I'm doing okay, then my friends can too. Yeah. Whereas we know that we're in a different era or and had been for for a long time. But the four year the four year concertina stretch. When I was at school, we would be expelled for smoking cigarettes. Oh, I don't know. No, no, that's still around. But I, I mean, yeah, but yeah, you, you did. I have, got caned. Oh no, they used to. I cane. bet you went back for more. <laughs> no, no, like no, but there was this one guy. He was the school lieutenant, and maybe he was a blonde guy. This fucking animal. Because you'd have to go down to the gym, to the change room. He fucking had a run-up before he whacked you. Oh, Christ. I thought, we had one. Tom Pierce. Tom Pierce, if you're out there, I remember you, you bugger. I remember um, John Oot, a teacher who taught French or science or something I wasn't that interested in. Uh, French, when I got to Marseille, it was different. But Yeah, older Marseille. <laughs> but he, his idea of getting your attention was to... Do a runner with a cricket ball at you. Are you serious? Yes, I am. He would throw the fucking ball Yeah, and he would do the thing, you know, that thing like the over, which now passes for a yoga exercise. Oh, right. Right? So, like like I mean, a googly or something. That's right. The googly. A bouncer, but probably. Whatever it was, yeah. But, hey, your movie, I came to the um, premiere. Your criticism might be exactly like mine, because I criticise that. I don't, I'm not, no, I'm not sure it's a criticism. I would prefer to call it an actuality. Right. The red carpet wasn't long enough. Oh, you mean that night? Yeah. At the launch? Yeah. In the, we're talking about uh, the, the launch of uh, mixed film in Los Angeles. And shot. Shot. Thank you. Yeah, shot. Like a shooter with a camera. You know, it's like... The, yeah. It's that Sicilian. Did they get it? I was thinking... Was did Sicilian. they get it? Did they get it? I don't know, really. Doesn't but, matter, it? but I think it's, they, didn't, and they didn't know about the Sicilian in me, so... Which tied in tone. Well, okay, quite frankly, everybody listening to this, would you? <laughs> but no, I thought it was very good. But you know how I try and I can't help but go to what canvas did the master lift this from? And to me, it was a wonderful pop art comic version of all that jazz. Oh, well, therein lies an interesting thing. And I nearly smacked him around because of it. But when I was talking early to Barney, he was very nice. Barney is? Barney Clay, who's the director. He, was un, he had to be under 40. Right. I was, didn't want to deal with anybody over 40. And when Why? the BBC... Why? Why? Because they don't... I thought if they wouldn't dwell so much on the old queens of the old days and we could get a lot oh, more of the modern what stuff. What old there. queens of the old days? You, you're not... You know. Well, yeah, I mean, the you, gentlemen I hung around with, who made, you know, because I liked them. And, um, and well, you and I are so, similar, sir. Yeah, go on. Yes. yes and, um, no, but also the Lindsay. Lindsay was a major league. We'll get to him, but tell me this yes. about the under the forties and the, uh, uh, but the other point was like jazz. When I was talking to him at one point, I said to him, I suppose, I suppose we could do it. I said, I suppose we could do it all that jazz, but I wasn't thinking her. And then he had so much of that fucking hospital shit in it. At one point, and it was so such a downer. The first cut, the thing with Barney was dealing with me because some of that shot was was a decent amount of it was shot when I was waiting for my kidney transplant, and then his father was dying. No, we had graveyards. You and and Barney likes things that are a bit down. It's like once he got into the fucking attic and the basement, he couldn't get him out. You know, for me it was a bit like let's get out of it. It's a mess, you know, not so much a mess. But how did you pick him in the first place? Uh, I think I like the way he looked. That's what I told his wife anyway. <laughs> I wasn't worried about <laughs> Oh, that's that. great. I liked him. No, but he's cute. Yeah, he's married to my friend Karen O. 
who from a band called the Yeah Yeah Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. It's a very talented lady, and but that was nothing to do with it. It was I met maybe Liz introduced me. Liz has worked with me for years. Well, one thing he was a Brit living in New York. Yeah, he had which is probably better than a Brit living in Britain. Yes, but we had Brett living in fucking England. That's starters. Right. No, so he had some perspective. He had some of that. He had to have the New York, London thing. I didn't want to. I, know, I, I didn't find the all that, you know, I went, oh, that's... There was a lot less of it by the time... I hope so. ...it got out, believe you. I mean, it was still a bit too much for me, but it was all right. You'll, it, never, it, never, you'll never be able to measure what's too much for me because, you, you know, it's just not... You know, at certain stages, you've got to walk away from it. No, it's certain stages. Eddie Moretti is like the number two over it. But said, Mick, we've gone out of out because I was mate. They would never let me in the editing room. They was always saying, yeah, yeah, okay, Mick, no problem, because I wanted to get in there and do stuff. Right. Although my wife kept saying, Mick, uh, are you directing? Actually directing it. I would write screeds of criticisms about it. Detail. Because I got the, um, you know, I got the numbers. On, I would get a cut with the numbers underneath. And I didn't want them, and that fucking thing with the, the cocaine's good, that's not my voice. I said to Barney, that's cheating. You don't have me saying that. When would I have said it? Oh, I have, oh he got another voice for that? He, that's not my voice. That's interesting. The cocaine that I shot, of course, is mine. Yeah. And those pictures I looked yeah. at. Yeah, no, he cheated a bit here and there. And also, the, I didn't want to look for you, but you, all right. The, On the other hand, I wasn't the director, and they did do a lot of the change. They had more of Lou and David in it, inevitably, I suppose. I wanted to cut that back, and I did get it cut back. Why? Because I wanted more of the present in. I didn't want to keep being, you know, you know it, I didn't want to keep no, being no, stu- stuck in the no. past. I mean, in the end, we got more of the present in it, and we got Snoop Dogg in it, which I insisted yes. on. I mean, just not lot, you know, like some... Uh, so but when are we going to see the director's cut? <laughs> Oh, that old man, poor Barney, but he's lovely. We, it was all yeah. at the end. And you, yeah. But what I did like was that there were, when I came to the opening in Los Angeles. Sid Barrett. What? No one had seen that Sid Barrett. No, no, that no, no. no, the no, no yeah. before you, I, I, what I also liked was when the question and answer, whatever it was, afterwards, right? Yeah. I just love the fact that you laid into him about the first editor. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. We were the it's second right, editor. Right, there's no mercy. No, but I wasn't really being mean. But he, they knew, but in the end, Vice thought the same thing because they got the new editor. Right. And in fact, it was a guy who'd done other things. It's actually a guy. Well, you were sucking up to the money. No, I wasn't saying, no, they'll tell you. I was blunt about, about the. But why, why, why were you that? See, I, I'm interested because I find with people who bring, uh, who want to do documentaries on me, if they are thinking... Oh, yeah, that's a tricky one. Isn't it, just Like, if they are thinking out of... Because that would have been made years ago if it wasn't so tricky. <laughs> no, it's not. It's tricky for a lot of different reasons. Right, you know? okay. And I'm the first trick, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and, but basically because you see someone whose work you like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got to put up with the obnoxious character that actually did it, yeah. No, no, no. Say you see a director or somebody's got an idea. Mm-hmm. Once you let them into the game... And they're within smelling distance of... Of your testicles. No, no, not of me, but of the people that I've worked with. Right. They fall over and get silly. You know, I mean, fortunately, I mean, not fortunately, I mean, apparently half the people of yours that they're interested in are dead, so it makes a difference. Yeah, there's so many of them. Not Iggy. No, no, no. Not Debbie. No, no, not Iggy. Well, she's been dead upon occasion. Babe, she's... 
She's a good girl. I like that. I like I don't, we love her, but I can't remember. You know, I, I still... She's over, not... she's over 70 and she's still trundling. Well, there's some... Don't just Mick Jagger it, out man. there. It's, uh, and, it's, and Lionel Richie as well. Like, is he 72? No, 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 man. He but he's, like... whatever he is, he's 69. I saw him in Vancouver recently with that walking mandrax, Mariah Carey. Oh, that's right. Oh, so they build build a... Yep. But he yeah. was relentless and great. Okay? Just hit... And, that, you know, it was an overdose of hits. Right, which amazing. Right? Know, he had an amazing run. Yeah, but um, and he still loved. You know, remember one of the keys for me for Lionel Richie was that when the, he formed the Commodores, he went when they got their first record deal. He went home to his father and said, "We're going to be as big as the Beatles." Now, that <laughs> yeah, you know, look, remember the year, remember the Beatles. Yeah, they weren't big from from certainly really big until you know, they went off. Yeah, yeah. they went off. You were the one who actually turned me on to the Commodores while he was oh, still with them. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah. But anyway, so they get within sniffing distance of the thing and they go, oh, I want to meet Debbie Harry. No, you don't want to meet Debbie Harry. Their concept becomes normal. And I would have thought one of your jobs in this was to stop it getting normal. But was Barney a great choice? Yeah, theoretically, you could leave him alone. I had to leave him alone for some period, but I didn't know. I was a critic. For health reasons? I was creative reasons. Well, remember, a lot of that stuff's in the dark space and in the house and that, that was shot while I was waiting to have dialysis. So that was all shot in 212. So things... Well, look, like, do, just do me the map. Like, okay, the heart business, right? What, do you have a triple bypass? Quadruple. Wow, man, you don't go, you know. It's the rat pack for you or nothing. <laughs> okay, that was what year? Oh, that was 1996. Because then the call came from Alan. You said, no, call came from you. Yes. And you said to me, Alan's going to call you. Right. Because he won't come and see you because he We're gets... We're talking about Alan Klein. Yeah, Alan Klein. Or Alan Klein. And yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. All I know with Alan is... Yeah. But people go, oh, my God, Alan. I can only tell you the kindnesses he showed to me. Right. So I had no... I mean, I... Yeah, well, what I loved was what you eventually told me, that uh, once you were, again, carrying on to Alan about how great it was and things like that, and he, he turned around to you and said, oh, stop it, you're my ticket into heaven. Uh, uh, he did say that right. at one of those parties right. out in, in the Hamptons right. um, that he would have every summer. But, yeah, I mean, you remember you couldn't say, Alan's going to call you, do what he well, says. I, the, you know, well, I, as you know, there are no accidents, and I just called to speak to you. Oh, so, yeah, because I hadn't told anybody. Patty had told Catherine, yeah. Catherine had told you, and yeah. then you must have obviously told Alan. Well, I, call, I put the phone down from Patty and I called Alan straight away because that was the logical move to make. You had always told me, I remember, you said, the thing with Alan is, whatever the shenanigans, if your mum is very ill, call him up tomorrow, you'll have your ticket, you'll have the car, you'll have the plane, you'll be there, and right. it'll be it's dead straightforward. Yeah. Other things, it's a bit more complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, but, okay, see, I agree, they are, because, you know, I don't know whether to use the word gentle or gentile. You know, in that kidney, I mean, you, you know, I mean, no the yoga, how long have you been doing the yoga? Oh, do you even want to know? But it's, no, but it saved you. Because I believe, I believe it's all uterus and location. Definitely saved me. But I had a very powerful heart muscle, apparently. There were two things involved. One is because of the yoga and the headstands and everything else. And the other thing was I was doing coke and maybe a little speed, but I never drank, and I didn't do heroin. So I wasn't doing that thing that killed a lot of people. I knew three people in the year after I'd had mine that all dropped down dead, and they were drinking cokers. 
So Drinking what? Cocos, cocaine, coke heads, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And they were pulling your heart in both directions. The John Belushi. Lots of people Basically. died because of yeah. that. Yes. But, but I but, never, never did that. Didn't really do that many downs. I mean, there would be a quaalude here and there, but I, was, I, never, I would use yoga. I never liked quaaludes. No. They made me emotional. Oh, dear. That would have been <laughs> <crucified. laughs> it, it did. It did. But, I mean, did you ever consider yourself an addict? No, of course not. Well, I was totally an addict. Huh? I was totally a co- Then the fucking times that I'd said to someone the other day, I mean, I must have snorted half a bit And then through nightclub, the nightclub owners, yeah. Pancho and Fernando, yeah. that was a whole lot. I've been down there about four times. Fernando Harker. Down to Miami or Florida. Yeah. yeah, Fernando Harker. Man, gave the great expression, don't have tears for the things that don't have tears for you. He did, didn't he? Yes, yeah. he did. I mean, he was a great gentleman. He's a Colombian gentleman. Uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, as a yeah, he overdosed in rehab on heroin. I, I, that was maybe, yeah. Did I hear it from you, maybe? Yeah. No, you didn't hear that from uh, me. I, I heard that he was upset with the facelifts. I thought, he was, I thought he was detoxing. But listen, you know, the, on, in Al-Anon, the fourth out of the six in the do's and don'ts, it says don't attempt to push anybody. Ah, yes. And you can't push somebody into wellness unless they're already in the station. Right, no, you know. like me, once I had yeah. my heart attack, I'm there with a big red flag so I'm ready. Fortunately, and I'm also with my kidney transplant, which, thank God, Barney didn't try. He did come to the hospital and film me. I mean, he likes all this kind of darker stuff, Barney. Fortunately, at certain point, because we didn't speak for about eight months, right. one, but because I fucking hated it and he knew and, and it got stuck. Because I'm learning from this. Because I'm, I'm Are you finally going to open the doors? You it, say it, you will, but you're a big tease. I know. No, no, no. But you can open the doors and to some, the, and you thought there were going to be people there, and suddenly they're not. I mean, obviously, one spends time wearing them out because that's. I, could you huh? too. I remember that. You have to. But that guitar player who was in love with. I mean, I, I, you know what I mean. He, he, he's very accomplished. He always sends me his stuff. What's his name? Ricky. No, it's to do with um, Sorry, Captain Beefheart. The Captain Beefheart. Oh, Gary Lucas. Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing him and he thought he was going to get something going with you. But I could see you, whatever was going on, and he was, he was you know, dying to do something with you. Yeah, I yeah. know, but, you know. Yeah, you know um, he was such a fan. I mean, he is actually very accomplished. I yeah, but, mean, it's not but, like- yeah, but, but the, the world is full of accomplished people. Go, yes. go, why don't we go and go to the Berkeley deck. School of Music and deck. see how many yeah. guitarists they're turning out from the Far East every year that we all need, like, sure, you know? Another guitar player. Another yeah. guitar player, right. As we know, that's a disease on its own. Photography is now, too. I always call it a disease. Everyone's a photographer. Do, do, you, do you read the magazine Shutter? No, I've not read it. Uh, it, Sounds like it's it's something a, I should. It's a great. Uh, the, the current issue is a great. Um, it's on black and white, and the on the cover is David Lynch, who should be shot because he doesn't groom his eyebrows. Oof! Right, which we can't have. No, right? no we can't. Not and we they, don't. Yeah, uh, no, and we don't. Right, you know, the, the, it's it's uh, that DM. what is we discussed it that yes he is and he sells coffee. Oh yes, he right. Does, yeah, but um, it's not so bad. No, I know. And I, money in coffee. I remember that discussion. There was a lot of money in heroin. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just, why would people sell cocaine anymore? There's so much money in coffee. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the big damage that cocaine really did on the white man is it allowed him to drink more if he was a drinker. Yeah, I never would. No, but that was 
There is, anyway, the gentleman in this magazine, Shutter, is the one who took the pictures of a very a great one of Amy Winehouse and a great one of Anthony Bourdain. Did so I pronounce his name? Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got okay. a French ring to it. Yeah, probably French descent. Probably so. Belgian, but you know. Oh, yes, you, mean, you mean like Johnny Alliday? Or Jacques Brel. Was Jacques Brel? But yeah. Oh, David loves Jacques Brel well, by death. Yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He always played them in in all the all those Ziggy shows. They pop up along the other covers. He would do would be waiting for my man and white light, yeah. white heat. And of course, I got those pictures of Lou and David on stage for the encore at the Royal Festival Hall. They must have been doing white light, white heat. Without being intrusive, how generally does... Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that Iggy looked like he was going to be the first one to go. Well, he was definitely over here on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, how does he... He must be having a nice size of relief that he's here. Because, I mean, yeah. I don't... Listen, I don't know... He's very... I love Iggy. I think he's a splendid yeah. fellow by any standards. And, he, and he's actually... Well, splendid fellows... I know, they tie all the time. No, 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 the other way around. They live a bit longer, you mean. I don't know what, what he came from, but going back to his... You know, I think he's trader park, but I do think his mother might have been a teacher, or one of them was okay. a teacher. Yeah. But I know Detroit. Detroit. Uh, Rusky and LB. When John Lennon knew I was going to um, Detroit. Right. And he told me which uh, dealer to call. And he said, <laughs> all you've got to do is have your picture taken with him in a Japanese restaurant, and he'll give you all the coke you want. La awful. I wish I didn't know. Anything. Okay, that's right. <laughs> and Rusky was there too. He was the cross between them, sort of Bill Graham and Allen Ginsberg all rolled in. From oh, that's an interesting Okay, right. You know, right. Yeah. Uh, he had the Grandy Ballroom and all those places like that. And this, gra- this guy that um, John sent me to. God bless. Yeah. Was great. We had a good stuff. <laughs> we had a great coke. <laughs> Put it, you know, but he then got, you know, and there were all, there were young men called Charles who would drive the one headlight rolls up from Texas in the borders with all the coke in it, right? And he went to jail. I mean, he was, old, he was an old dude. He was like 60 or something, right? Oh, already. Barely old. But what then, dear? <laughs> no, then like 60 he was old. This is 73, 74. It's funny that it was old. Listen, it's all I hope I die before I get old. Fucking Pete is over 72. He wouldn't fucking die before he got what, old. 19, 27 was old. Someone, a couple of interesting people told me that whole Lollapalooza thing, the old men in the desert thing. Which you couldn't have dragged me to, but partly I'm I'm acrophobic, not agro, but acrophobic. What is that? That that's actually Betsy no, Asher. I'm agrophobic. Acrophobic is fear of heights. Is that what Bessie Asher had? I don't know. I have I have acrophobia. Fear of heights. I don't know. And I'm a bit. I think it's when you're born in England when there's nothing more than a one or two down, <laughs> and then we get to the wonders of. No, we do have the double decker buses. <laughs> I never went up there. No, 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 you get a nosebleed, yeah, on the top. Exactly. But except on the 19 and 22 bus, I felt quite good on that because I liked the route. Oh, okay. Okay, King's Road. I used to get one every day, lived on Putney Heath in a council flat, but I went to this school called Emmanuel, which was like a day public school, which was half people who paid their fees and half people who did well in their 11 plus like me. Okay. And I'd have to get that to Clapham Common. So I think that was the 93. Yeah, that's the one I remember most, anyway. When these deaths happened recently with David, who I didn't know, I met him twice, okay? And that's not meeting David Bowie. 
No, but he, but you must have liked the fact that he always dressed so well. No, 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 no. The two times I met him, he was into not being noticed. He was good at that, though. Very good. He could do the great He go. could stand in an elevator in the Brill building, and it went way past Paul Simon's floor before <laughs> I even knew I was standing next to Bowie. Yeah, no, he was good at that. Right? Yeah. Very good. He could just... In the early years, you knew where he was everywhere. Right. But, but then he learned. Right. Don't. 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 I mean, I was in a, a, a restaurant on Central Park recently with Roger Daltrey and... Uh, I hope he still loves Pete. <laughs> Let's not go there. Okay. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? But Pete's amazing. I'm, he is. He is. No, he's absolutely... All that no. fucking mad energy still, you know? Yeah. They should lock it. I bet they, I think they do lock him up. I think he's they never have. told me they locked him up after the shows, you know? Yeah. Like they lock up Ozzy before the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting there and there's Esther, there's Roger Daltrey, there's... Uh, Mrs. Chris Dam collects and that, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're carrying on and going, like, wish that Al Pacino and Rob, the late Robert De Niro and Daltrey too, like, would stop, just make shit. Why don't they stop working? And Roger's wife, Heather, puts this, stop it, that's him in the corner. <laughs> and you looked in the corner, and I had looked in the corner, and all I'd been attracted to was the texture of his wife's hair, because, you know, because you're like that, yeah. Yeah, right, you know. I, well, as you know, I worked in hairdressers when I was a lever. You never, you know, never get over that, right? Yes. And the first man who I ever knew murdered, was murdered, was a hairdresser, Andre. There was a big uh, chain called Andre Bernard. And my mother used to uh, rent rooms uh, when we lived on the wrong side of Hampstead. And this is when Andre of Andre Bernard was still Harry Miserless. <laughs> uh, then when he became Andre Bernard with 26 shops... He drove his Rolls Royce once through the gate into High Park. Must have stopped for somebody. This is 1971, oh, and they shot up. him. Were you a pickup? No, someone he knew. Oh. No, he, he, he was straight. Oh, okay. You know. So they were all... It they was were a soldier. Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. a soldier from the barracks. You know? oh, right. Like, no. Uh, no, he stopped, and they shot him. So, whatever. But hairdressers. Mm. Um, the hair. Robert De Niro's wife's hair. Right. And then Robert De Niro, maybe he was in... His Bernie Madoff period, right? Yes. And he just disappeared into the wall. You didn't know it was him. Beautiful. You know, I mean, I looked at the wife, didn't know it was just some schlebby businessman sitting there, right? And that was it. And I had the sister, Roger, stop it. He's in there in the corner, (laughs) you know, right? (laughs) Anyway, the dead, no, no, Bowie. Could disappear. Why? Yeah, but. In place. No, but I, 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 I'm, they're so great. Him, Glenn Frey, Prince. In a way, I think that uh, tragically, if you take away the high heels, the talent, and the hair, he basically was a middle-aged man who discovered painkillers. And as this is the blatant disease of America yes. at the moment, big time. You know, and if I was, you know, I've got there, a couple of books he called on in the bag because I need for my finger, but okay, you know, but you can't get hooked. Too in. much time at the top. I thought, no, you, you're too obsessed by this fucking film, mate. I think we need to stop it. Right. So uh, I did. Some of the points you want one, Andrew. No, I don't thank you. I don't think you do. No, no, I don't do. No. You know, but they but do say you know they do tell you was saying it. But with any pill, be it a piece of nutrition or be it be a drug. You used to talk to me about food as drug too. I remember that. That yeah. was because you said you need to eat more. That's which right. I certainly did. Yeah. You try another drug. Well, food in those days, when we were take, doing cocaine as a, a daily way of living, was um and who wasn't? Everyone I knew. I tried to explain yeah. that a bit. I, was, I didn't didn't know anybody that didn't go because the sign up was shaked hands with a dry hand, right? Um, but Wall Street, mm. 
Remember our dear friend Sid? Mm-hmm. You know, with the George Harrell pictures? Yes, of and, course, yes. You know, That's how I met George Harrell. That's right. George Harrell was one of the only photographers out of the 30s, 40s, and 50s who somehow managed to keep the copyrights of his pictures. Yeah, Everybody else, the studios owned them. Yeah, yeah. And he was great. He I liked great. it. But what I'm still I, going I, through I is... was in awe. Why do some of our friends who have died, why are they so damn good at so many things except how they pick a doctor? David had had an issue, but that wasn't the cancer. That was when he'd had the, uh, it's like a heart attack, but it's something else. Uh, was, no, it wasn't. No, it, was, it, was, it was whatever. He, but they, I mean, Lou talked to me about that. He said they misdiagnosed David, so he had to go back in. David's big problem in life, though. In fact, I have loads of pictures, including my 2002 session that I'm finally digging out of the closet with cigarettes. Fucking chain smoke for 40 years. I mean, he always, apparently someone told me last night that there is a website called David Bowie Smokes and they've got tons of pictures of David or maybe bits of video and he's always got a cigarette. He smoked him, whatever. And I talked to my, I talked to our gentleman, Howard. Howard, okay, yeah. About yeah, yeah. it. And I said one day, because he went on to me. Howard. Howard Weintraub, yeah. yes, our mutual doctor, yes, through yes. Alan. That's right. God bless. Yes. And um, he... Um, and he was, when I saw me, he actually didn't talk much about the coke. It was the chain smoking he went on about. Of course, without the coke, I wouldn't have been chain smoking. You remember me. You used to get really irritated. I would, and then I remember at, some, at Max's christening, up at that doctor's place, up on the west side. <laughs> Greenbaum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And you were there, me, you said, oh, Michael, please. And I had cigarette ash everywhere because, you know. I was um, well, you know. I mean, was, you know, you're, you're reminding me of one of my great acts of fatherhood is when I had my oldest son in Colombia and Max, my youngest son, Max, was six. The instructions when the eldest son arrived into the house in Bogota was, "You can smoke, but if I catch you doing coke in front of Max, I'll kill you." My earliest memory. Well, no, maybe I don't. Coming to the studio I had on uh, Mercer Street. Yeah, very nice I place. But I could. If I wasn't getting you were on White Street there. too, weren't you? Was that? Were you on White Street as well? I was after that, yeah, before I had to... The first one I remember, because I remember you... I showed you. you were yeah, but you were hustling me out because Debbie was coming. Possibly. I mean, who knows what I was up to there. Yeah. But I do remember Max coming in and you're encouraging him to, like, kick me in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> How old was he? Oh, he was just a little... Yeah, like, I don't know. No, no, he was just, he was, he was a kid. Right. Maybe, I don't know, five, six or something. Okay. Well, that's a fond memory I have of Max from those. And run. Kick and run. Yes. Because you're hanging around it. No, you know, don't, don't need a fight. Yeah. Don't need a fight. Oof. No, no. no. But, but, okay, with, with the health thing, you see, through my a great you friend in Glasgow. Huh? 1970, I started doing yoga. Okay. I've done headstands. Other one I've been on. I told you I started. Well, I did, and I was, well, of course, we're living in the modern age. I was a little bit, I said to Patty, fucking Andrew's doing yoga. She's doing it too. She's really got the habit. A-M-P-M-T-M. Mm. Work it out. I'm going to have to write it down and pour over it. A-M. A-M-P-M. Oh, you do transcendental meditation. Yes. You know the first thing I ever learned, and even through all those cocaine years, that was part of what we was T-M. It cost me... Back in those days, not like the David Lynch days where you've got to pay quite a bit of money, it cost me £2. I came down from Cambridge. Do you think people should charge money for this? 
I don't know. It might only cost me two quid. Put it this way. It's you, very if, effective. If you adopt the policy that if they have that gift, they shouldn't charge you money, it will keep you away from a lot of charlatans. But John Lennon didn't seem to like the Maharishi, did he? But the Maharishi was just a vehicle. He had the information. Yeah. Did you, yeah. No, I don't think it mattered whether you liked him or you didn't like him. So you think the smoking is what, uh, with Bowie? Like, well, that's what Weintraub agreed with. He said the problem is he may have stopped a few years ago, finally. Not, the enough, damage, it's not enough, man. No, he said the damage was already done. True, my friend Jason. In, uh, the damage was already done. Already done. The no, it's more, it's more than that. I mean, through, I, through my friend Jason in Glasgow, that's your third plug, Jason, okay? I've um, never met Jason. Oh, he's a lovely guy, okay? When in 2000, Max said to me, why don't you produce a record? And I said, why? And he said, so I can hang around, watch it, and see if there's anything in it for me. I said, okay. So I found this group in Glasgow. We recorded in a synagogue. We didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was a student. Can you still know convert? It's very nice and all that, right? Next to a tall, rabbis come tawdry well. brothel was next door, right? And Jack made a lifelong friend out of Jason, the, the lead singer, who was actually, he was better off stage than he was on stage. <laughs> you know, so something was wrong, right? But he, and he was great off stage, right? And he took me to see this wonderful lady called Dame Irene. And she was a dame. Right? This sounds like but a, she was a healer. She was a healer. Oh, oh okay. yeah, healer. I, had a, okay. I like a few healers. And she told me then that she was less worried about my liver because, you know, I went through that I was getting close to uh, cirrhosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I managed to get the cure on Harvoni, right? Because I wouldn't let anybody near me with interferon because I'm nuts already and I didn't want to lose my hair. <laughs> Whatever, mum. No. Right? Especially it's after spent so you know, much time. You know, my kidney yeah. is in the front. When I came back to be checked up after I'd had my kidney thing, I, suddenly I got a tummy on me. You, you were complaining about before. that the last time we met. Did I, did I? Yes, it's always a story I come up with. And saying to Dr. Sanit Kapoor, foremost, whatever, who now does yoga himself, which he didn't do back then. Who, which, who's this? Is Dr. Sanit Kapoor, a nice Indian man who is the... Looks up at NYU, AM, New York Presbyterian, the premier kidney, kidney okay. dropper in her. And I'll never forget the look in his eye when I was, I was saying, well, is this going to go down? I'm used to having a nice flat. And he looks at me. <laughs> He's fucking, you know. I mean, there I am moaning about my... Yeah, well, little ripples. But I mean, okay, the Dame Irene, who's just incredible, if any of you are in Glasgow, she said, I'm... At that time, obviously, I hadn't had the, the hep C cure, mm. or the hep C treatment, mm. because I don't think it's ever cured, right? But they do believe, you've had that, everyone says they can cure it. I uh, believe... You're the first person I'm talking about that. I believe, I mean, I was one of the early guinea pigs, uh-huh. you know, because I had to catch it fast. But I, I mean, I believe that it may not sweep up the corners and you have to carry on being as diligent about how you take care of your liver about how you may aggravate it or not, because there's residue. And in all some of the alternative people I go to, Dr. George Wong or the other people, Freddie Yoon, they still detect residue. Right. But she, Dame Irene... You could live in that state with the residue as long as you don't push it beyond the residue, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. Completely. But yeah, no, you're... But, no but because, because I've got the ism of alcoholism and addiction mm-hmm. where... You know, I'm now frenetic about wanting to sweep the corners. <laughs> you can't rely on it because the things, it's like what you're saying, you take that Howard Weintraub, what? You take pills. What kind of pills? 
I don't know, I'd take a bunch because the heart things, but also the anti Oh, you mean medication? Yeah. No, I just take blood pressure stuff. But I'm interested, so, okay, with the, what do you call it? Um, should we grind it up and snort it? Like, no. <laughs> I think so, actually. Just for old times. <laughs> oh, dear. At least a picture. How I met you, you know how I met you? Johnny Padel called me up. Yeah. He said, you know, I've got, you should come over, mate. And in those days, I would keep some around. Yeah. He said, um, and could you, you know, bring a, he was blatant, you know, in those days, bring some coke with you. Yeah. And you and I met behind a line. And then a few days later. Met, met where behind? Behind a line. Oh, okay. Right. And then a few days later, we, we were at Max's Kansas City. Uh, John Tibbon was there, Blondie. Yeah. And I believe he introduced me to. So your friend, the one with the funny name. Um, Itchy or something. Michi? No, Itchy. Um, he was in a punk group, man. I was in, in, in the Dead Boys or something. Oh, Stiv. No, I wouldn't have Stiv. Been... There was another one with two syllables. I did know the Dead Boys well. And there was Cheetah Chrome. He was, he's still alive. He should have been dead. He's another, but a lot of these should have been dead ones are still around. Whereas some of those you weren't so sure about. Of course, Ernie, you know how many years Ernie's been dead? Now? Yeah, I know, man. You know, I mean, I noticed a picture of him in your film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's that shot of the with this bed of marijuana and this right. bird in it with a boobs hanging out, which had been rouged. Right. And then with the art director of High Times magazine, who was like a leather dye. Very nice. We had a great... She died too at some point. I mean, every... So they, they, all they, the people... The only one from a great diamond died. Yeah. The guy over at uh, Penthouse who had that other magazine, that's how I got the blondie thing. He died. He's dead. A lot of the people I would get work from back then, I think you're the only one that's still alive. I think all the rest of them have come. Annie, that oh, worked with me really? for years. What she what died. She died of? Breast cancer. She, she had an operation, both removed. All well, around. See, this is, you're so lucky with Howard Weintraub. I love Howard. You know, because there's so many doctors. If, you know, if what you've got... Howard, we fucking love you. Right. You know, but if what you've got doesn't kill you, most doctors will. I mean, you know that. No, well, I do know. I know the things that have happened. I mean, like after that heart operation, they say 40% of the people have to go back because of the, um, they're diseased because the hospital, you know. Well, you they look like. Dig out, jump every day. Look like I'm just Tony Russo. Yeah, they was never quite sure what happened to him. I can tell you. Tell okay, well, no, Tony Russo is, is a guy who I met. Great editor. Great editor. He was so talented, okay? Yeah. But I, I missed it. But it I, made you and me look like amateurs when it came to cocaine, though. No, but, but he, he, and then, of course, there was the other little thing. Yeah, well, we won't go there. That's all Because that will include you. Yes. Didn't What's you, sir? Didn't you dabble in the art occasionally with Tony? We talk about heroin? Yeah. Of course. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. And Catherine, I know. Yeah, but, if, come over but you, if you stayed yeah, on a three-day clock, yeah. right, and never did more than three days, you never got, you know, you never got on the mousetrap, right? Right. I mean, I remember walking up. If she worked the, down the Lower East Side, no, Paul, no, your butt is to get Russians had to come uptown for me. <laughs> like, you know, I'm walking past the Sari Netherland one day, and Lou Adler's coming out of the mm. hotel, and I'm on smack, right? Those were the days. No, and I went, oh, God. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I felt I should explain the condition I was in on such a glorious autumn day. It was so, well, pure carry grant especially to catch to a leaf. Especially to Lou. Yeah. And he said to me, is it that good? <laughs> and I said, yeah. He He's said, a wise man. He said, game, he definitely. said, then I don't need to try it. Oof. Okay. Did you learn stuff from Lou? Well, Lou's very... Always. Yeah. Always. It's a never-ending story. 
thing of the wise man about him. Yes. I enjoyed spending a bit of time with him up in Toronto last year. Yes. Shooting. Yes. What's the, you know, the, um, we have to call her her. I call Tim her Curry her. doing his Perry, his Perry Tim. Mason. I mean, sorry, Perry. I was, well, Ironside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yes, exactly. In the wheelchair. Yeah. Yes. I'm not laughing. No. no. no uh, but, you know, we have a duty to... Um, I mean, as Dame Irene told me, she said, I'm more worried about your lungs from the smoking than, than she is about the liver because of... I'd stopped smoking and thought it was okay. No, those are the bitches that are going to come up and kill you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and when I, I stopped smoking... I think blue too. When I stopped smoking, Freddie Ulan, the my uh, from Clearwater... Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was good. Didn't he die too? No, no, no. Oh no, not him. Not him. No. No, I confused. Doc Cavalier died. That's right. Yeah. Uh, who introduced you to him? Right? That's right. That's yeah. Right. That was Doc Cavalier was the person who. who this very tricky in life. The person who you have to say, "I need help." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you saw the, the the giant horses or white horses. Yeah, on Broadway. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's a bit esoteric for most people. Well, no, no, but I always remember you described it like that. I was coming back from a club I shouldn't have been in where a man introduced himself to me. Like, can you imagine this? He said, I'm Linda Evans' brother. <laughs> okay? Right, you know, mm, like, and uh, he died, of course. And I get back to um, my hotel, which was the Iroquois. Mm, uh, you like, used to like I used to like that. As I walked from fifth, yeah, towards six, this huge, opaque... 10-story horse came out of what either was or is the Royalton and crossed into the Algonquin and the Iroquois. And I don't know how long it went on for, okay? Now, already I knew I was three weeks from death because uh, in the Iroquois, the, the only food I could consider was beer. I couldn't even handle spirits. I was looking I like... I remember you drinking beer. You weren't somebody who would do that. I know, I know, I know. But I was looking like, you know, if Don Johnson couldn't get a stand-in. Okay. You liked that programme. Yeah, I did. You watched it every week. Yeah, but then I went back and watched it and saw what a part of crap it was. You know, if we weren't... If the whole of America wasn't on Coke, that show wouldn't have done so well. Right. Good timing. Right, right. good timing. You know, I mean, we thought Leonard Cohen could act. You know, I mean, I really. Uh, I went to his grave, by the way, in Montreal. Ah, you pay your respect. It's unmarked. That's what he wanted, yeah? Yeah. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> but how did you know? Because someone took Someone took me there. Very nice guy took me there, Howard. But I, the hotel, I don't know if you ever went through this, where you'd be sure in the creak in the hotel door that it was all yellow outside and there were animals. Then you opened the door, there was nothing there, right? Then there was the opaque horse. Oh, you were getting all the signs then. Right. Then I called Esther, who was in Colombia, and I said, there's animals in the hall, and there's this 10-story horse in the street. I've got to find a way of stopping this. Like She said, oh, don't worry. She said, there's animals on the roof here too. <laughs> she, you got her. But she was talking literally. No. Oh, no. No, we, we had, you know, we lived in the world of three stashes. The one we uh, admitted to and the one each of us had. Ah. Uh, right? Uh-huh. And, but Esther had the advantage of the fact that there's an old saying in Colombia that cocaine is for the preservation of the red man and revenge on the pink man. And we are the pink man. Esther is not. No, she's not. No, okay. Like if Donald Trump would ban her tomorrow, she's the wrong country. <laughs> she's so beautiful. You can't get anybody even think like that. Right. You know, but I mean, that's the way that it was. And also the people's livers also went... 
out of the window so much because the cocaine. Bill Flanagan said it very well in one of his books. Yeah, I like, you mean Bill from MTV and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like. He's great. He's great. Yeah. But he said in in one of his books of fiction, he ends up said, you know, if we hadn't had the coke, we could only drink. It was like the, the the analogy was you could handle three or four drinks, but with the coke, you could handle nine or ten on a daily basis. Yeah, that's what killed a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The old heart, you say. I always think of it. So, let me go back to someone who I can't remember what he died of, but I mean, I remember Jerry Shirley introduced me to Sid Barrett. I only so met he, him. Once. He died. He, he had a diet. The problem with him, going with Dave Kilmore telling me at a Hall of Fame once, he, he said that Sid wouldn't take his medication, but he was a diabetic, which Lou was a diabetic too. So um, did he die? I didn't know that Lou was a diabetic. Yeah, he was. You see, that wouldn't, that didn't help with his liver. But also, I didn't realise I had this in common with um, Lou, the shock treatment. Uh, oh, I did. I remember thinking two people so important in my life, and they both had shock treatment, you know. You go, that's interesting, Mick, isn't it, you know? But the reason, there was different reasons. No, they thought, they, his parents were worried that he might be gay. And they were, you know, yeah. to wean him off that possibility. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. You know, I mean, hey, mine was um, to, uh, <laughs> oh, because everybody told me not to do it. Because <laughs> he's had three wives as well, but anyway. Who? 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 Yeah, well, I wanted to get rid of like, the image of my, I wanted to get rid of my, the image of my first wife. Oh, yeah, some of you'd say because my first wife was called Sheila. No, she got a bit damned. Poor Sheila is actually. A well, you know, you just, she shouldn't marry somebody who's not going to become a friend. The thing about Esther with you and Patty with me. Yeah. Pat, definitely big time. We're still on probation. Probably, yeah, yeah. Let's give her the money and fuck off, you know. What? I mean, let them take the money and we'll wander off to the wilderness and get a bit more wisdom, shall we? I'm not. I can't follow that train. Okay, all right. I, I, would I wish be, I had some I, drugs. Yeah, really, you know, uh, that's uh, the coffee. No, the thing about the uh, the pills that we were talking about that uh, whatever it is yes. you got in your bag. Somebody said to me the other day, and I haven't followed it through yet, but it's interesting that if you can't crush a pill on the table with your hand, then imagine how your stomach is going to deal with it. Mmm. Huh. Mmm. All that poison goes. The same way as, you know, the, Freddie and the, and, the, and the nutritionist in Glens Falls in Clearwater used to say, take a bagel, make it wet, rub it on your hands, and then try and get rid of it. Oh, try and get that, rid of the bagel. And yeah. And yeah. Now, now imagine the linings of your stomach. I mean, if I was, uh, you know, a young gentleman growing up in Palestine, I'd look at the condition of America and think, that's fair game. Not that they're the main things that worry. No, I'm, so, I'm just picking one. It's mostly homegrown in America, too. Not like in Europe. No, I'm talking about the, the, the general. No, I'm talking about the general obesity. Oh of, yes, you know, yes. Uh, and the cranking up of the young population. Just check you out. It's all right, love. Yeah. Me and Andrew don't suffer from obesity because God didn't love us that much. No, because we were raised on rationing. Good point. I was telling someone about the, oh, the timing. I was talking to someone about. You got to understand that like in England in the fifties there was never really a middle class. It was people with money and the rest of us. Yes. You know, and, and all of those rock and roll people. You mean Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd. Yes. And the rest of us. <laughs> but Sid, yeah. With Apart the- from Sid. No, but that thing about the rationing is very important because if you look at the next generation of rock people, as soon as they Marmite. get money. Marmite. Remember Marmite? Yeah, I, do, I still have it in, in the house. You know, bit of yeast and all of that. Let's back to the. Whatever you want to talk about. I mean, we've been. Well, we, because we, we can. Because we can. We can riff all over. We have a lot of reference. We, we certainly do. You must, uh, you know, 
to see those jackets. We can talk about Gucci. Oh, I'd love to. I was so I, proud I of you. Because you're waiting for the jacket. No, I'm not. <laughs> or, or a bag. No, 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 none of it. I, they, they revolt. I, but, uh, do they give you the slippers with the fur in it? Yeah, oh, yes. He's lovely, though. Who was, who was the guy? Alessandro Michele. He's really... What's his name? Alessandro Michele. Michele? An Irish uh, No, he's not. No, M-I-C-H-E-L-E. But like Michelle, but they pronounce it... Oh, got it. Okay. By attire. He's very... I've got pictures of his cuddling when I went over for the... Not impressed. No, I'm so so impressed with the pictures. And I'm so impressed with the campaign. Because, you know, when you have such um, an arc of involvement with such a thing as shot... You can go into withdrawal, can't you? I suppose so. Well, yes. your body turns around and says, yeah. I was enjoying that, mate. What, what's, what you got next for me? Yeah, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> not what anyone expected, not what I expected. Not H&M. No, not H&M. No, no, but it couldn't be, could it? Why not? Well, because they get competent photographers. You see, whereas he oh. wanted art. Competent he, he wanted, photographers. Well, you know, photographers. No, no, who are they? No, I'm not, I don't know. But uh, would you... No, ones that are schooled in, in fashion and the discipline of shooting all these campaigns. I mean, I'm actually very disciplined. No, but I... I know what you want. I can get no, it. No, but I love that. Quick. I love that, you know, because I don't think that anybody born past 48 or 50 could actually, is qualified to take fashion photography. They can do advertising campaigns and, and things like that, but, I mean, the masters of that came before. Mm-hmm. Terence Donovan. The guy that did it both. Brian Duffy. Did some work with, da- with David. But he com- Jerry Shelsberg. He committed suicide with Jerry. Uh, Brian Duffy. Brian Duffy committed suicide That's too. how he died, I think. Yeah, I'm but, sure. But Terence Donovan committed suicide. I think they both did. Wow. He gave it up. And so Bailey, car, David right? Bailey is the Iggy Pop of the trio. He is. He's probably the shortest too, right? I think he was. No, Duffy probably. Oh. They're, they're, it's a close thing. But it's just Schatzberg too. I mean, when I met Schatzberg, I had absolutely no idea of the life. Because you, when, you, when you met people at that age, you didn't say, what else you done? I didn't ask Bill Wyman if you'd been in the army. right? Oh, had he been in the army? Oh, yeah, it was the only one. <laughs> Down National Service. I didn't know. And the only one of, uh, of all of us with an outhouse. Really? Yeah. But he's very... He, I mean, I never knew Bill. I never met him. But I know you... you didn't seem to be that bothered about him years ago, but, no, well, it. but nowadays you like him. Well, I told her, I mean, you go with the front runners. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, there's always Mick and Keith. Yeah, Brian's exactly. A bit of a no, Brian in the beginning, you know, it was like three, three stitches, man. The you know, yeah, yeah, the wages and the chicken, yeah. right? I didn't know about The chicken, uh, he, he stole the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and Keith woofed him. Oh, for stealing the chicken? Yeah. Because Keith was nobody hu- was eating, man. Because Keith was hungry. Yes. And wasn't getting any of his and chickens. And Brian had woofed the fucking chicken, you know, right? Interesting. My friend Richard Barone is a very... I've heard his name. Yes. He's produced, makes right... Spliffy. Who was your friend? Well, Spliffy. Smutty. Smutty. That's the one I was trying to remember 10 minutes ago. Oh, Smutty. Now, there is... He's had some issues for a while, but I think he might be getting over them. I haven't heard much from him in a while. We'll give him they a... Had his- in a, you know, in some kind of institution for a while. He, That's a good sign lost. sometimes, you know. I know, because the past, the past was just cleared away in yes. so many ways. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, that, but we were on... Uh, I break down at Cambridge, I mean, there's no doubt, and then took LSD, and that was it. And the past and where I came from was irrelevant. Didn't, I mean, not... So, I'm still fascinated with this thing about 
He didn't want fashion, Gucci. Alejandro. Well, I, I mean, Michel? Michele. Michele. He, because he chose me, not his handlers or anybody. Although they're very nice people. I mean, they treat me like a. No, but exactly. <laughs> More like a, the young princess, but oh. nevertheless. But he's very imaginative. I wasn't sure. I said, why would they reach out? It couldn't cool. make any sense. And then I checked out his work, and it's extremely colourful and a little bit of an echo of Ziggy Stardust. Of course, they had to check me out, and that was, I think, the initial thought. He had bought the limited edition of my book that I did with Bowie just before he died. But then they had to check me out and make sure I could still shoot, and, of course, I can. Thank God for that, darling, and thank God for everything, and thank God for this little reunion we've had. Can we do another one in November? Yes. Thank you. I might have to be in Detroit at some point, hey, but I'll be in town. Well, uh, we can I'll come to Detroit and take you to where <laughs> I didn't finish. So John Lennon's dealer in Detroit. Right. Gets cool, goes to jail. I was not very adept at writing. Wayne Kramer did the same jail. Might have been the same jail. No, he was 60s, Wayne. He was in the, what were they called, that band? The big Detroit MC5. That's them. Yes. Right. Not my, you know. Yeah. I was still into the drifters, you know. And I wrote, it's very difficult to write to people in... Um, Prison, because you, you don't, you know, it's, it's socially, it's, it's embarrassing. You know, you've got, you've got to write it correctly. And, and I wrote to him, hello, and this, and I thought, and he writes, but don't worry, he said, I'm having the time of my life. I ride horses two days a week and boys seven. <laughs> I've got all the drugs I want, and this is a retirement home for me. It's absolutely perfect. If you come to Detroit, he was in another state, but if you come to wherever it was, please come and visit me. Right? Mick, thank you. I don't know, I don't know what anybody's going to learn from this, but they'll learn that you and I can have a good time together still. Take your picture, cameraman. Can you tell me who I am? I was someone's protege. But that was only yesterday You've seen millions come and go I won't pretend I didn't know You don't know and I can't say It's only me Do you want to be a star? 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 Plasticadio 
now's the time to turn and run They tried to make me what they are Stick with me, you'll be a star Let me go and hide away Find some other for today Do you wanna be a star? 